0: The information provided herein is for training and educational purposes only and is not for solicitation. Investment advisory services offered through Sound Income Strategies, LLC, an SEC-registered investment advisory firm. Johnson Wealth and Income Management and Sound Income Strategies, LLC are not associated entities. Welcome to the Capitalized Life and Retirement Program, brought to you by the Retirement Income Store and Matthew Johnson, owner of Johnson Wealth and Income Management and author of The Capitalized Life, Are you living the life you want? Are you as prepared for retirement as you believe you should be? What are your goals for retirement and how are you going to reach them? In the next 30 minutes of today's program, let's explore the principles necessary to live the capitalized
1: life and the retirement of your dreams. And good morning, Iowa. This is the Capitalized Life and Retirement Show. I'm your host, Matthew Johnson, president and owner of Johnson Wealth and Income Management. Today's episode is powered by the Retirement Income Store. It is the place that retirees go for income. So today I want to talk about the emotions of investing. You know, all of us, I would suggest, in the back of our minds, know how important money is. Money is very important. It's nice to have some walking around money in our pocket, purse, or wallet. It's nice to look at our bank statement and see that we have some money in the bank. It gives us a Kind of a peace of mind. It's a nice thing. But maybe you've never thought about just how important money actually is to you. So let me break it down for you. As a retiree, it is so important to you that it is likely by the time you've retired that you will have spent 90,000 hours of your life working for it. Let that sink in for just a moment. 90,000 hours, it's staggering. You know, we end up wasting time doing this or wasting time doing that. But when it comes to making money, most Americans will focus and provide and give a majority of their life to the pursuit of money. They want to earn it. They want to make it. They want to see it in their pocket and see it in their bank account. You're probably the same way. But you see, when it comes to investing money, That's different from purchasing something. When you buy an item, that item is tangible. That item is something that you can feel. Maybe you can smell it. Maybe you can even taste it. When you buy something with that hard earned money, it's something that's going to bring an emotion to your life. It's going to bring joy. Maybe it'll bring excitement. Gosh, maybe it'll even bring relief. And I'm not talking gas acts here, we're talking. Relief as in, oh, finally, I was able to get that security lamp put up so that I can see when I go outside at night. The relief of knowing that you have now a reliable car that's going to get you from point A to point B. But guess what? That item, that thing, whatever it is, it's tangible. When you invest your money, however, and the exception would probably be real estate, It's going to be intangible. It seems as though today gone are the days in which when you invest in, say, stock, that you get a stock certificate. Back in the old days when you bought stock and maybe you had a parent or grandparent and as you were rummaging through their basement, you found a box or you found a filing cabinet. It had stock certificates in it. They were really pretty cool things. When you bought stock in a particular company, they issued a certificate. And sometimes they were very boring. Other times they were really neat looking. They were very ornate. But you see, today, stocks are very intangible. They come in the form of what we call book entry. And that means that everything is electronic. You electronically own these shares. And so as a result, you basically see what you own on a piece of paper, in a monthly statement or quarterly statement, or you see something that is potentially... Electronic online, when you go into your brokerage account or when you go onto your 401k account, and it's just numbers and it's electronic. There is a level of intangibility there. And that intangibility for a lot of investors, especially today, is bringing a particular feeling of uncontrollability. It's bringing a level of stress, of uncertainty, and especially right now. So, the Nova coronavirus, the last thing to hit our lives in America, is a news story. And it's bringing volatility to the market. People are freaking out over the coronavirus and the spread of it. And it's very difficult to quarantine something like this because people are always hustling, bustling. They're going here, they're going there. And, you know, it's just the way that it works. And yet, Why is investing so stressful? When you were younger, you didn't feel this. It was more manageable. Ah, but that's because when you were younger, when you were in your 20s, let's say, maybe even into your 30s, well, investing really wasn't that much of your life, right? It didn't have much to do with your life at that time because you had different priorities. You were worried about making the mortgage payment keeping the food on the plate and the lights turned on. You had children to raise and potentially a spouse to take care of. But now you get into your late 30s and you realize, you know what? I need to be saving for retirement. And even into your 40s. But yeah, you're looking at it and you're saying, well, gosh, I got 25, 30 years before I even retire. So if you're thinking, you know, that really does make sense, I'm going to encourage you to reach out to me. Call our office at 866-290-3837. If you have questions, we will do our best to answer them for you. Take the first step. Reach out at 866-290-3837. Again, that's 866-290-3837. And so the stress that may be there when you're investing in your 30s and 40s isn't the stress that you're potentially feeling today. It didn't have as much emotional impact in your life as it does today. And why is that? Because of this thing called time. You see, as time slips away, as time escapes, all of a sudden, investing becomes more important. It becomes more front and center for you. It becomes more stressful because you know that you're getting closer and closer to the day in which the paycheck is going to stop. And you let that sink in for just a moment you know that that day is likely coming and we look around and we see what the market volatility has done and what the market has done. This is not to say that the market is going to be predictable, but we look at what it has done already just over the news and over all of the concern that is surrounding this nova coronavirus. And you think about the maybe billions of dollars that have been erased in people's lives and you think about the fact of that one gentleman or that one lady that was about to retire they had already put their resignation notice in with the employer and all of a sudden yesterday looking at their statement they could retire and today they're looking at their statement and they're starting to feel the stress of the unpredictability. They're starting to feel the stress of the uncertainty. Are they actually going to be able to retire now? Or is it possible that they've lost too much? You see, money has an emotion that's always connected to it. Back in the 80s, not to be in any way, shape, or form illicit on this program, but there was a book that was written talking about the psychology of money and how money is more intimate to us than even physical connection with another human being? And I think you get what I mean. Money is an intimate thing, and it's intimate for good cause. You will have likely spent 90,000 hours of your life working for this thing. And so let me ask you, if money is becoming more and more important as you're drawing closer and closer to retirement, do you want to continue to maintain potentially feeling the stress of not having enough or continue with the uncertainty of having it today but potentially watching it disappear tomorrow. And when your advisor, your broker, your friends, the book you're reading, the article you're reading, the video you're watching says, don't worry, it'll come back. Well, let me ask you, how long is that going to take? Because isn't that the $64,000 question? How often we forget the simple math of the market? The simple math that says that if you lose 50%, you're not going to need a 50% return to break even. You're going to need a 100% return just to break even. You see, when you have $10,000 and you lose 20%, well, that's two grand. You have a half million dollars and you lose twenty percent. You've just lost a hundred thousand dollars. And now that four hundred thousand dollars that's left is gonna need to make a twenty-five percent return just to break even again. You notice how the bigger the numbers, the more impactful the percentage of loss becomes. You also notice that from your history of investing, that when you're losing, you don't feel good about spending. And so as a result, what happens is emotionally, people start to go on lockdown. Emotionally, people start tightening the belt and they start denying themselves. You think about it. Let's say that you had a home and you heated that home with wood. And you look in your backyard and you got a couple of acres full of trees. Looks like no big deal. And so every single year, you go out in the fall and you cut wood and you split it, you bring it in, you let it dry, and you start heating your home. But then all of a sudden, you start noticing year by year that the trees are disappearing. And those new trees that are growing in the place of the trees that you cut down, well, they're not growing as quickly as you thought that they would grow. And you think to yourself, well, it's not a big deal. I'll just turn my thermostat from 72 down to 70. But then year by year, you keep going in the back and you keep cutting down the trees just to heat your home. And you realize little by little that the trees are disappearing even faster, it seems. You have more of a clearing in your backyard than you did the previous year. And so what do you keep doing? You keep going to that thermostat and you keep turning that thermostat down. And before you know it, now you're thinking, well, that's okay. I'll just wear a sweater. I'll just wear some thicker clothing to compensate, right? But then before you know it, you've got the thermostat turned all the way down to 60 degrees. It's not going to be pleasant. You see, the stress that retirees or up-and-coming retirees feel your stress is not going to be waking up on the very last day of your life having a dollar left. The stress that comes in a person's life as they get closer to retirement is the fact that they realize and that they watch and that they see and that they tangibly feel that their money is disappearing before their very eyes. Disappearing because you're spending it, disappearing because the market is volatile and it's losing it. And you're realizing that because of having to sell shares to get your income, you're having to cannibalize more and more of your shares month by month. Well, there's a solution. In fact, there's multiple solutions. If you would like to give me a call, I'd be happy to take a few minutes out of my day to communicate with you some of the finer points that we've talked about today. Give me a call. Telephone number is 866 290 3837. Again, that number is 866-290-3837. Stick with us for the other half of this program because we're going to talk about how you can bring some positive emotion to your money and potentially how it can help save your retirement and give you something better than you ever thought was possible. We'll be right back
0: investing in the stock market these days is like riding a roller coaster one minute you're moving up slow and steady just the way you like it and then all of a sudden your investment portfolio is in a free fall up 800 points down 800 points it can be very scary a lot of people no longer gamble with their retirement in the stock market if you are tired of the ride and like to learn a better way to grow your money during these times, call 866-290-3837. That's 866-290-3837. Or visit johnsonwim.com. That's johnsonwim.com. You receive advice from your financial advisor, you have your tax prepared by your accountant or CPA, and you have your will and estate plan done by the attorney. When was the last time these three key consultants got together to discuss your overall financial game plan? You know, you took all the right steps, yet the trap has been set. You're basically working with the Three Blind Mice. Three Blind Mice from Scott McLean. Now available at threeblindmicebook.com. Or for a free copy, call eight six six two nine zero three eight three seven. 290 3837 That's 866 290 3837 Would you take your grandchildren out for ice cream and try to
1: pay for it using your stock certificates? Mm. No, that would be ridiculous. Instead, you would use your income. So why then do so many retirees make one of the biggest financial mistakes, dipping into their savings instead
0: of relying on income during retirement? The good news? It's completely avoidable. To learn more about the Retirement Income Store, call your local Retirement Income Specialist, Matthew Johnson of Johnson Wealth and Income Management at 866-290-3837. That's 866-290-3837.
1: And welcome back to the Capitalized Life and Retirement Show. If you're just joining us, I'm your host, Matthew Johnson, president and owner of Johnson Wealth and Income Management. Hope you're having a great day. Remember that today's episode is powered by the Retirement Income Store. It is the place that retirees go for income. So today we've been talking about the emotions of investing. And the fact of the matter is, is that money is an important component in our lives. It always has been and it always will be. Maybe not when we were a child, but as we grew old enough to realize that money was power, it gave us the ability of being able to buy some things that we wanted that made our life easier or brought joy to our life. We see that money becomes an important component, so important. That if you look at the stats here in America, a vast majority of Americans will have worked over 90,000 hours of their life just for money. It's an important thing. And we discussed in the first half where money can buy tangible things, things that we can hold on our hand and we can sniff with our nose and we can see with our eyes and we can even taste it. We can taste the donut that we buy or that loaf of fresh bread that we purchased, the hamburger that we get to enjoy, and it brings joy and excitement to our life. But when it comes to investing, investing is a little bit different with the exception of real estate, because at least we can walk on the real estate, right? We can build something on the real estate. We can scrape up the real estate. We can do any number of different things with real estate, but yet investing in the stock market is an intangible. We get to see that we have a number of shares on a piece of paper, a statement. We get to see the shares online if we look on our account. But it has a level of stress that comes with it, a level of uncertainty, and especially now. So the question becomes, as you get closer and closer to retirement, do you want to continue to feel the stress? I know it was a silly analogy in the first half, but you know, going in the backyard and cutting down trees to heat your home, eventually. You're going to start realizing that you're running out of trees because the new trees aren't growing as fast. They're just not there. They're not replacing. And so do you want to continue to feel the stress? So many people are in their 30s and 40s and even in their 50s kind of indifferent to the stress because they know that they got this thing called time. But as you get closer to retirement, you realize that time is slipping away. It's escaping. It seems to be disappearing faster. So what do you do? Well, diversification is an important component, and I want to maybe discuss three of them. The first is the fact that diversification with your money is a paramount principle of investing. You need to have investments that are correlated in some way, shape, or form to the market when you're trying to grow your money. Because over the course of time, investing in the market has been a very valuable tool. Your dollar cost averaging, you're putting money into the stock market. Stock market's going up, it's going down. When it's going down, you're buying more shares. When it's going up, you're buying fewer. You get the idea. And you want to be able to take some risk when you're younger. You know, even though I don't work with young investors, I'm working with people that are 50 and over. When clients of mine say, you know what, I would really appreciate you having a conversation with your children. I forewarn them that the advice I'm going to give their child is different than the advice I'm giving to them. I'm going to advise that that child takes 10%, 15%, 20% of every single check that they get and that they're going to put it into the market. They're going to put it into various tools that are designed for growth. They're going to do it and when they're within, say, five years of retirement, then come see me and I will help you See the different types of tools that you should be using to now turn that money into something that will create income. So if you're thinking, yeah, that makes sense, or you have questions about our discussion today, I'd like you to reach out to me at 866-290-3837. If you have questions, we will answer them. So take the first step, reach out at 866-290-3837. That's 866-290-3837. So when it comes to your money, you've worked all these hours, you've sacrificed, you've labored for this money. How do you do it? Well, the first thing is we have to understand that there's a universe of tools out there. You could put the money into a coffee can, but it's not going to do anything for you. There's a couple of things that we can look at. The first is going to be the government. Now, government bonds are at a very low, low. They're one of the lowest yields that they've been in a very long time. And that's an indicator for us as an investor because we realize that with a government bond, the higher the price, the lower the yield. I believe it was the 10-year treasury that just not that long ago hit about 1.3%. Could be a little higher now, could be a little lower. But the reality is, is that if inflation's at, say, Two and three quarter to three and a quarter. It's bouncing around here and there. And yet you're making 1.3% in the government bond. But it will be losing to inflation. So for most folks, it's an okay tool to use within moderation. But it's not going to be right for all of your money. Second of all is going to be CDs. Now, whether you bought these CDs locally or you bought these CDs off from the secondary market from the big banks like Chase and Goldman Sachs or American Express, Morgan Stanley. Those are going to be CDs. They're still going to carry the FDIC insurance with them. But the reality is, is that they too are going to have a fairly low interest rate because of all of the federal fund cuts to interest rates. So when the Federal Reserve cuts interest rates, it obviously affects CD rates and they're very, very low. But you know what? You're probably going to make more money there than you would with a government bond. And then we'll come to everyone's favorite, the thing that everyone loves to hate. And for good reason. There's a lot of misinformation and there's a lot of misunderstanding concerning annuities. They can be good or they can be bad. I'm very cautious when it comes to annuities. But annuities that are insured against loss typically come in two forms. The first is called a fixed interest annuity. Now, these have been extremely useful for clients over the course of the last 20 years or so, 25 years, because they know that within the state of Iowa, the money is insured up to $250,000 per company that you're with. And they also know that, well, there's no moving parts and there's no cost. So you make a flat interest rate for Fixed period of time. That's why they call it a fixed interest annuity. So maybe, maybe that annuity is going to make you three and a quarter percent for five years. You can take out interest, you can annuitize it, turn on income. But then there is a second crediting method called the indexed annuity. And the indexed annuity is very unique because the indexed annuity can provide something that the bank can't provide you, nor can the government, and that's lifetime income. Now I suppose we can use this. With fixed interest annuities as well, but an indexed annuity can potentially give you a higher rate of yield because it is connected to the stock market. Notice I said connected; it's not invested. So if the S and P five hundred say goes up, well, you may have the potential to receive a better rate of interest. However, if the S and P five hundred falls, you don't lose any of your money, but you don't make anything either. But with the advent of things called income riders, now you have the ability of being able to provide yourself an income stream for the rest of your life. Now we've gotta be careful about this because this is where so many people misunderstand the difference between income versus cash flow. Lifetime income benefit riders, even though they call them income riders, are really cash flow riders. But they come with a guarantee that regardless of how long you live, you're going to receive a check in the mail every single month for the rest of your life. This is the reason that so many retiring employees are starting to take their pensions out because they know that the pension exists in an environment that's very, very uncertain. And they know that if they were to pass away, their spouse might get something, but if their spouse passes away or predeceases them, then their children aren't likely to receive any of that pension benefit. And so as a result, I see more and more retirees that are taking their pensions and rolling them to annuity contracts so that, number one, they know that the money is theirs, and number two, they know that if they pass away, if their spouse passes away, whatever money is there is going to pass on to their children. What's another thing that you can use? Well, I talk about it all the time, and that's the power of fixed income. You see, here's the irony. If you want more income, you likely have to reduce your risk. And for most folks, that's a pretty fair trade. You mean I can reduce my risk and potentially get more income? Yes. There's an entire universe of tools that exist out there that have been around for a very long time, things like individually held corporate bonds and preferred stocks and business development companies. The list goes on and on. And though there's always risk, Heck, there's risk getting out of bed in the morning. That risk is a lot less than the risk that you're taking being on the common stock market side of your life. So what do you do with these investments? Well, think about it this way. What if you owned a rental home and regardless of the value of the rental home, whether it goes up in value, goes down in value, you still get the rent, right? You get the rent because you have a tenant and that tenant has signed a lease agreement. Well, in this case, when you think about it, fixed income works a lot the same way. When I buy a bond, that bond, that corporation is promising me that it's going to pay me, say, 5% for as long as that bond is in existence till it matures. And when it matures, I get my money back. When it comes to a preferred stock, I get paid a dividend that's fixed. It's stated. It doesn't vary. And of course, all these things have some degree of risk, some degree of default, but this is why we diversify, right? We don't put all our eggs in one basket. And why don't we hear about these things? Well, it's because you see this is a different business model. Stockbrokers are called stockbrokers for a reason. They sell stocks. So they're always going to believe that stocks are good value. They're always going to believe that stocks are a good thing to have your money in. But the problem is is that though the stock market would tell us that it's a good inflation hedge, When your value in your 401k and your IRA and your individual accounts is declining, it doesn't feel like a very good inflation hedge, does it? So when it comes to the emotion of your money, may I ask you to give your money motion. Make certain that part of your money is insured. Make certain that part of your money is working for you, earning interest and dividends every single year so that you'll have the income that you desire to do the fun things that you want to do in retirement. So if some part of today's discussion really resonated with you and you have questions about today's discussion, you have questions that you want to have answered with regards to something that we discussed, I'm going to encourage you, do the right thing and reach out to me at eight six six two nine zero three eight three seven. 290 3837 My team will put together some materials for you that I know will be of value and we'll email them to you or we'll toss them in the mail if you prefer. If you have questions, I will do my very best to spend a few moments to answer those questions for you. So take the first step. Reach out to us at 866-290-3837. That's 866-290-3837. Remember, it's up to you to make your retirement a good one. Thanks for listening, and as always, make it a great day.
0: Thanks for listening to the Capitalized Life and Retirement Program with Matthew Johnson. Brought to you by the Retirement Income Store. To schedule 15 minutes with Matthew, call 866-290-3837. That's 866-290-3837 or visit johnsonwim.com. That's johnsonwim.com.